This is the film wrap up. They wanna know, we tell them once and they still ask us. The people are thirsty for knowledge and we gotta fill that cup. We never chill, ask them. When they come to film raps, bro, we keep it real, that's us. Mike check one, two, one, two. Welcome to the seventh installment of the film wrap up. Once again, I'm one of your hosts, The Film Fiend, and I'm here with my co-host. It's the rap nerd. You already know what's going on, cousin. Uh, not much, man. Just enjoying, relaxing, and watching Twitter absolutely lose their mind these past couple weeks. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's been a bomb exactly. exploding every every week. Something happens, and it's just like, it's, it's inevitable. Crazy. Left and right, something crazy happening, especially today. We're going to get to that a little later. Oh, yeah. But before we move forward, mm-hmm. I'm going to wish my man Phil Fiends a happy birthday. Like I said last time, that with the dates, his birthday was yesterday. So this is kind of why yes, the podcast sir. got shifted a little bit. You know, one of my men enjoy his birthday and not have to worry about the podcast. So here we are. Happy birthday, brother. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, oh, man. Getting older. There ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm going to figure out. Yeah, I'm going to figure out that Benjamin Button somehow. You, know, you gotta age like fine wine, baby. We gotta be thirty. Thirties is the best time, dog. You know what I mean? Like, That's true. You know what they say? Eight, um, was it black don't crack? Oh no! I'm trying yeah. to experiment. Them. I mean, dog, have you seen Angela Bassett, bro? She's like sixty. Like, <laughs> I don't believe it. Somebody lied in her birth certificate because that, that <laughs> no way, no how, bro. That's crazy. Yeah. So I mean, stay healthy. We gonna we, we gonna live forever. Best believe. Well, so let's get started. Like I said, like Twitter's been going crazy and one of the craziest topics uh, i think it got released early last week dr strange to appear in spider-man 3 Mm. what's your thoughts on that what do you think it means for spider-man 3 and you know the franchise as a whole i think it's just the whole multiverse thing because you know Mm -hmm. dr strange's second movie is you know madness in the multiverse so Mm -hmm. with that being said i feel like this is going to be another one of those things where Strange is almost like the Flash, where he can enter different universes. That's his world. So having a okay. character like that, being able to bounce back around, it's crazy. And you know, the rumors have said, supposedly, supposedly, <laughs> that Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man and Andrew mm. Garfield's Spider-Man are, are supposed to appear. Now, for how okay. long? You know, it could be just a quick cameo, or they could actually be a part of the movie. I don't know. But that's something that's been you know i've been hearing and i gotta say if that is the case i'm pretty excited if both of them come back i think that'd be a real dope way for the mcu to change it up because you know i don't think they need to do the same thing they did the last two years and having like everything be super intertwined and connected they need to do something a little different and i feel like this is a cool way Mm -hmm. to do that you know what i mean so what do you think so you took the words right out of my mouth because um i know you saw my post when uh, dr strange got announced for it my mind directly went into Spider-Verse somehow with mm-hmm. Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. And to me, you can't do no wrong by adding the best Spider-Man. I think it's pretty clear that Tobey Maguire is the best Spider-Man that ever was. For sure. Yeah, so adding him, that's a bonus. Now, you reading, I guess I had to read the article itself, and you also brought it to my attention as well. Just because they're adding Doctor Strange doesn't necessarily mean they're going to, you know, introduce the Spider-Verse because it's not confirmed. Because mm-hmm. the title, I guess, of the article was that they're using him in a, as a mentor mm-hmm. for Spider-Man, mm-hmm. which to me is a little alarming because um, we just 
came from Spider-Man having Iron Man as his mentor and him being Iron Man Jr. or whatever. So that's a that's a little bit alarming if that's if they end up just changing, you know, Doctor Strange for Iron Man. And then, you know, <laughs> I, I feel like Spider-Man, Spider-Man, in my in my opinion, comic book wise, not not movie wise, is the greatest, you know, Marvel hero. I, for sure. Easily. Agree, so he could hold uh, right. He could hold like his own. He doesn't need a supporting crew or anybody to support him. He could he he could handle it by himself. So if they're trying to use him as a mentor, you know, own solely as a mentor, I'm a little you know hesitant about this. But if this leads to Spider Verse with uh, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, I'm a thousand percent down for that. Yeah, and and, and to go on about what you were saying with the mentor thing. It does suck. Mm-hmm. It's like Spider-Man's getting another mentor. He can't do anything on his own. Like that part is kind of exactly. disheartening. But I would much rather it be Doctor Strange than it would be Tony, because at mm-hmm. least in the comics and you know even in the animated series, Spider-Man mm-hmm. has looked to Strange like not necessarily a mentor, but like a higher level peer. Because you know Spider-Man doesn't know anything about the multiverse at this point, but. That's true. He does learn like a lot of the cosmic stuff from from Stephen Strange, so I, I kind of can understand that role. And I also mm-hmm. another thought I saw somebody come up with why Strange is in there is he's going to be used to wipe people's memories away that he's and mm. Peter Parker is Spider Man. So that's another added thing that he could just be in there just to do that, but we don't know. You know, but I had to put that in there. See, see that I don't like though because. It's just like the time machine that uh, that's currently in the MCU. It's an easy fix. It's too easy of a fix to just use Doctor Strange to wipe everybody's mind that you know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Because to me, that's one of the best things they did in Far From Home was the reveal of Spider-Man. Because you know that that leads to you know something big for the next movie, mm-hmm. and for them to just you know easy fix wipe everybody's mind. That, that I don't know. That's kind of weak in my opinion. No, no, if they I were to go that at. No, I agree with you. Like, I don't like the easy fixes because I always tell people that's kind of my problem with Endgame. It was just too much easy fixing and convenience. You know, you have a store like Infinity War that was so complex and Mm -hmm. you're watching the movie kind of like, how are they going to get out of this situation? And you're sitting there thinking they're going to win and then it doesn't happen. And, you know, I don't don't want them to go that way, a lazy route of trying to get them to wipe people's minds away. So I'm with you a thousand percent. Yeah, I agree. Can't say it better. So um, while we're on the subject of superheroes, you know, there's supposed to be a Green Lantern TV show coming to HBO Max. Yes, sir. And uh, from from what I've seen, you know, you've seen it too. It's supposed to feature mm-hmm. a lot of lanterns. It's not just supposed to be, you know, surrounded by like one character, Hal Jordan or John Stewart. It's supposed to be Green Lantern Corps of everybody. So what do you think about that idea? And who do you think will be included? Uh, the, the idea is fire to me. Uh, I'm just a little confused because I know we're supposed to get a Green Lantern movie as well, so I don't know if this is like connected, if or if, or if this is something separate itself. Mm-hmm. But um, from what I hear, they're not gonna use the main characters, you know, Stewart and um, Jordan. They're gonna supposedly feature Alan Scott, which is the original uh, Green Lantern from the I believe the Silver Age. Oh, yeah, and um, yeah. Guy Gardner, yeah, and Jessica Cruz and Simon Baz or whatever her name is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, that that that's cool with me because Guy Gardner, honestly, is one of my favorite um, 
uh, Green Lanterns. Mm, you, you okay. know, they did they did they did some different stuff in the comics recently. But yeah, I love that sarcastic. I don't really give a f attitude that you know guy has. Yeah. So yeah, to see him on screen, I think that's fire. But I'm surprised that I didn't hear anything about Kyle uh, Kyle Rayner, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I didn't hear anything about that. That's a little surprising. But yeah, th- this is great news. Um, HBO <laughs> HBO Max is not playing any no. games, ladies and gentlemen. No, they aren't. Goodness gracious. At all. Yeah. So what do you think about the news? I-, I think it's actually dope, and I and I hope it does mm-hmm. end up tying into a bigger movie because mm-hmm. I think that's a cheat. You know, it's a cheat code to be able to have stuff included. You know, in on in the movie verse, and then you got the TV verse to kind of expand on even more, and it could mm-hmm. be a nice helper to see how they want to do the Green Lantern movie, you know? And I think they're saving those bigger mm-hmm. characters for the movie specifically. And what would be even Definitely. more dope is if these characters show up in the movie. So you can really be like, oh, this is like super connected. This is like for real, for real uh, connected. Because mm-hmm. I've always wanted to see a Green Lantern movie, man. Like, it, it, it's, it's almost amazing to me that one hasn't been made since 2011. Like, because it's such a... You know, the Lantern mythos has such rich storylines and details mm-hmm. that I'm like, if you show that on screen, like it would be bananas. So I'm, I'm psyched about this, bro. Like I, I'm really hoping it's going to be great. And another thing too, it's funny mm-hmm. because the people behind it came out and said, this ain't the CW. It's not going to be that. <laughs> and, and, Thank and I, God. And I found that hilariously thankful because I'm like, yes, God, please don't be mm-hmm. that. Cause we all know what the CW does, the capabilities and, the VFX ain't the best, so I don't really want to see that. But he said him saying that, I'm like, thumbs up. I'm down. I'm down. Exactly. Yeah, that's putting it lightly. Uh, the, the CW VFX ain't the best. Okay. I'll, I'll let you get away with that one. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. What you <laughs> I didn't. Hold, hold, no. You're not about to do this again, bro. What you? No, 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 no. <laughs> you trying to play me right now. I'm agreeing. I'm, I'm, agree- <laughs> I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. Oh, okay, man. So I know, I know how you are. You, you like to throw that Suicide Squad joint around, and you ain't about to get off like that. Listen, I understand you getting um, what is it, a squad tattoo on you? I, I, I respect right, that, bro. Next subject, I respect bro. that. Next subject. We not, we not doing that. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of next subject, and um, it's something a little dear to my heart, and I'm pretty sure a lot of kids growing up being uh, in the era that everybody grew up in. Michael B. Jordan, one of the best uh, up and co- I can't even say up and coming actors right now. No. But one of the best actors in the game mm-hmm. is set to produce a Static Shock film for DC. What are your thoughts on that? Mm-hmm. What are my thoughts, man? I've been waiting to see a Static live action um, in any form. Is it's supposed to be exactly? I thought it was supposed to be a film. This is a show. No, no. I think did I say show? Yeah, you said a, a live action show. I believe. Oh my yeah, my my bad film, a live action film for DC. Okay, okay, I about to say, huh? But anyway, but uh, <laughs> film no, bro. I, I've been waiting and astounding. And you, you, you was laughing at me the other day for tweeting Michael like, hey, if you need a guy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I'll play him. Because I mean, like honestly, bro, like I always told myself, if I was to ever act in a movie, it would be for mm-hmm. Static Shock. Like I would want to play Static Shock. That that's mm-hmm. how much I've been wanting to see this brought to live action because it. it it's got so much potential to be ill. I mean, you look at the only show on CW that I really do kind of follow is Black Lives. I just think about that show, mm-hmm. put money behind something like that and blew it up and made it even stronger, what it could look like on film. And that's what I think about with Static Shock. 
so I'm I'm over the moon with that news, bro. Like, and then he said something like to help build the universe. Yes. And I was like, hold up, time out, wait a minute. Are we talking about a milestone universe? Like, what's up? Like, you know what I mean? So mm. I'm hype. Uh, what do you got to say? Hype is not even the word like to explain this because honestly, Static Shock Saturday growing up, that was my Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, like I'm off school, a bowl of cereal Saturday morning. I believe it was on WB or whatever it was called back then. I grew up watching Static Shock, like seeing. I feel like that's what's been missing in um in in the comic book movie realm original black characters yeah i I think that's the yeah i think that's why black panther was as successful as it was because there was not a race bending during you know turning a a white character into a black character or or whatever they're letting black characters get the shine that they deserve you get what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like they're not like why why change a character from being white to black when you have all these amazing black characters, you know, in the, in the closet ready to come out? Yeah, for real. So singing Static Shock, yeah, man, like Static Shock, and he's tailor-made for this age. And uh, having Michael B. Jordan behind that, that star power, he's going to attract some um, some big, big names, producing, directing, acting, all that good stuff. Oh, for so, sure. So, yeah, this is great news. This is exactly what DC needs because in my opinion that's what DC is kind of lacking right now because they have Cyborg in the cut and he, the man still ain't get a film yet but we have you know everybody else getting films yeah but we that'll, need that that'll be fire I agree need that for I real I agree like, so I'm, yeah the DC universe is just like continuing to grow like it's it's ridiculous mm-hmm. how many different pockets we're we're heading into and it leads me mm-hmm. to the next thing the Batman has resumed shooting and there have been mm. like set pics leaking everywhere, like left and right. Like I mean, it's stuff that I'm looking like. Is, is this supposed to be out? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I seen pictures of Batman and Catwoman on the motorcycles. I seen pictures of Batman on a rooftop. I'm like, whoo! This, this is this is gonna be bananas. Um, what are your thoughts when you saw them pictures? Uh, when I when I the first picture I saw, I think they had um. Uh, Robert as Bruce Wayne in the in the stairs with Catwoman and Penguin and and all of them. Seeing that, I'm like, all right, this is pretty cool. I, I, I like where they're going. It, it just looked like a continuation of the scenes that we saw from the trailer. Mm-hmm. But that one shot that got me, I think you posted it as well, when he's on top of the statue mm. and that iconic Batman pose, bro. I literally in my I have a little office slash movie room, whatever you want to call it. I have this bat huge Batman poster like on my wall with him literally standing on top of those like that's that's a well-known batman shot mm-hmm. so seeing that that got my that got my juices flowing so i was ecstatic mm-hmm. and then um we recently saw what you call it um uh, somebody dressed as superman in uh wonder woman as a halloween theme kind of yeah, thing yeah mm-hmm. so that yeah that just that gets you know that that's more qu- questions than answers because so does this mean Superman and Wonder Woman exist in this world, or is it mm-hmm. just? Are they gonna say this is just some random, you know, coincidence? Just random characters that they have. So seeing these set pictures is just like I'm ecstatic to see what this movie will be. And also Christopher Nolan, in my opinion, The Dark Knight, best film. I mean, best um comic book movie ever built. But it was a little too realistic at times, I guess you could say, if that's a fault. 
So seeing, you know, people dressed as Superman and Wonder Woman, it brings it, you know, it brings it a little more comic booky, which I which I like, which is a bonus. Well, what about you? Man, I'm, like you pretty much said like all my my feelings, bro. Like, you know, the first photos we saw, like you said, they're, they're leaving a funeral, and it's just kind of like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. this is it's cool to see, you know, how grim it looks, and you know, it's dark exactly. and everything. Then you start to move, you know, you're, you're on uh, Getty Images, and you start sliding it, <laughs> you know, he's sliding to the left, to the right. And then you see signs <laughs> of like people holding, you know, people, you see pictures with people holding signs saying, stop with the lies mm-hmm. in red. It's kind of like, hmm. And you keep on sliding, and then you get that glorious picture of, of Batman on top of a roof. And fire. It's just so dope to me because of how practical Matt Reeves and crew are making this film. Like, they have a, a light shining on the building, making the building look red. Mm-hmm. And to me, mm. just that image, bro, there's no post-production on it. And you already get the sense of, like, that's Batman. Mm-hmm. That's fire. So it has me excited just to see, you know, what else is going to come from Matt Reeves. Because I'm telling you, like you said, love the Dark Knight, but at times it does feel too grounded. And the only reason it's a fault is because it's an adaption of Batman. That's the only reason. If it was any other thing, if it was some made-up superhero, it would be, like, straight. But with Batman, there needs to be some level of fantastical mythological feel to the character because he is that big you know what i'm saying and mm-hmm. i think matt is gonna give the you know the grounded feel but also provide some of that too and, I, and i'm just loving what i'm seeing man for real yeah i'm i'm sure <laughs> i honestly didn't think it was possible like i say this over and over like to beat a movie a christopher nolan batman film but everything i'm seeing from the trailer leak pits and even hearing what they're saying it's man can't wait can't wait to see it and that actually leads to the next topic waiting to see it dc (laughs) (laughs) well because of (laughs) because everything going on with uh you know movies getting delayed left and right officially dc has switched a few release dates for some of their movies including uh the batman Mm-hmm. And um, some of the new release dates are, I believe the Batman is going to be released in two, 2022 instead of October 2021, which to me was the perfect date for it. Uh, I know, like, right? I felt like that, that was a perfect time to release a Batman, but now it's going to be coming out in March 4th, 4th, 2022. And then right after, probably seven months after that, the Flash is now being released at november 2022 which i believe it was coming out 2022 already but so it just got pushed back i believe three months shazam is now um june 2nd 2023 and black adam has not does not have a release date so with that being said what is your thoughts on all these you know films getting new dates and stuff how do you feel about that it's like um while i would not want to wait that long Mm -hmm. i totally understand it though like this whole virus thing mm-hmm. is messing up a lot of things. Because you, you know, since this podcast has been going, we've been talking about you know um, Chris Nolan. You know, we say he saved cinema, <laughs> but when you look at the numbers, <laughs> he didn't save anything. <laughs> he could have saved oh, WB bro. some money if they wouldn't have released it. But you look at the movie like that, and I mean, like I said, I don't keep, I haven't been keeping up with the numbers, <laughs> but I know it's not what WB wanted for a movie that cost two hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we're looking at break-even numbers, and that's not no, that's not what you want to do with a movie of that scale. So 
I understand it, man. Like these big IPs that they're spending two hundred plus. You just want to mm-hmm. wait, you know. There's people who still aren't going to go to the movies, and it's messed up. Cause like I know I'm, I'm kind of dragging on, but I was talking to my wife about it. Like, you know, we go out, right? Go to the store. I go to the store. Everything else is filled. Restaurants is filled. People going to the malls. People going to the stores. Yep. But for some reason, people ain't going to the movies. The movies be empty every time I pass, and I don't really know how. You know, I don't know. I just don't know, man. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, I agree. And um, what's crazy about that? The one time I went to the movie movies once to see Tenet, and um, in my opinion, how they had everything structured, it, it felt pretty safe. In my opinion, like they they make sure you have at least six feet. Like they block off seats and all that. So for mm-hmm. to hear and see, you know, all these other restaurants and stuff open, and then the theaters are struggling right now to even survive is a little disheartening. For real. But um. Yeah, man. But as far as the new release dates, I told you, like, the Batman, and especially now that you're talking about Halloween costumes and Halloween parties, the October would have been the best date for the Batman. And I'm not, and I'm not just being selfish because, you know, it's the best month, my birthday month, but it, it just felt right when they, when they when it got switched to October. Yeah, it did. And, um, yeah, it did. And I'm a little greedy because now we have to wait a year and a half, you know, to see it after all this stuff being released trailers and all that but besides all that i think this is a fantastic move on warner brothers part because yeah. that's the one issue i've been having with them they're impatient mm-hmm. and that's why they are where they are with tenant like tenant made over i believe 350 million in the box office mm-hmm. normally that's a good you know that's a good amount for a film to make but like what you said for a movie that's well over 200 million that's not even breaking even because you got to think about all the splits that you have to do you got to do marketing mm-hmm. and i believe the theaters get one third of that so when at the end of the day you're you're probably not even breaking even man that marketing was of, heavy like exactly was it was heavy. everywhere you couldn't yeah. miss it it was heavy so like, they hurt me exactly and like instead of waiting waiting it out you know pushing it to 2021 like you decided to le- release it and now you're dealing with the consequences so seeing them push this back i'm i'm cool with it uh you know i me being the fan that i am i would you know i want to see these movies but it makes the perfect marketing sense so i, I i'm behind it speaking of dc <laughs> the hell is up with one women 84 <laughs> exactly speaking about mm-hmm. you know it's slated for christmas but i, I honestly don't think that that's smart bro like they need to just move it to 2021 and just eat the marketing charges and just wait, bro. Because at this point, it's going to be another tenant if they drop it now. You know what I'm saying? And uh, what you going to say? No, no, I was going to say I agree 100%. Yeah, because, you know, they, they, yet another movie that they spent $200 million plus. It's like, mm-hmm. you're, you're not going to make money right now if you put it out Christmas. It's proven. You know, you already took an L, so just wait it off. Um, but... I'll let you go. What you think before I get to my second thing? What you think about that? Oh, I think um, it'll be one of the dumbest decisions they make if they decide to release it in Christmas. Oh, for sure. Because um, yeah, like, we're almost in November. Like Theaters are still not opening. We saw what happened in Tenet. It's only two to three months separate. 
I understand um, Wonder Woman is a big, you know, it's a big name, it's a big draw. Mm-hmm. They're gonna make, you're definitely gonna make more than 350. Yeah. But we're probably looking at mm, 500, 600 million. That's, uh, that's a good amount, but for Wonder Woman, no. That, that, especially with a movie that's, you know, has the potential to make over a billion easily. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, in my opinion, I think uh, you move it a little farther into 2021 because uh, that's what everybody's doing right now and it's the only thing that makes sense right now it's not 100% you know guaranteed that 2021 movie theater is going to be flowing everything's going to be back but the, the you have a better chance of that happening in my opinion instead of you know being rash and opening it in Christmas when no one is trying to you know go out to theaters and it's clearly being shown yeah. So that's my thoughts. And it's it's WB's kind of in a bad position because, again, they spent so much marketing already on this movie. They've yeah, done so many sure different did. things. You know, they they got like three trailers. They got a whole bunch of magazine, you know, image releases, and you know all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just like, what else are you gonna do? You know, and, and like let me ask you this: like, what do you think they should do if twenty twenty one comes right? And nobody's still going mm-hmm. going to the movies by like when, when is it projected to come out? No, it's December right now. So Yeah, it's December. What if it gets to twenty twenty one and it's May and people still haven't aren't haven't gone to theaters and they're not supporting movies? What what would you do mm-hmm. if you were Warner Brothers at, at that point? Oh, at that point you only have one option. Uh, and that's streaming. Like it's it's a no brainer. And especially like you have a platform and HBO Max already set and ready to go. Mm-hmm. If if no one's going to theaters by 2021, you can't hold on to this movie much longer after yeah. that. Like, so you have, in my opinion, just bite the bullet and put it on HBO Max. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I agree because I feel like 2021 is going to be the nail in the coffin where the studios are just like, you know what, screw it. We have too mm-hmm. many movies that we have um, on, you know, on, on the conveyor belt to throw out. And we're still shooting new movies. So we can't just keep holding on and waiting, especially if people are not going to theater. So, yeah, it, it sucks, but, you know, that's uh, that's the reality. Yeah, and they could do something fun, like uh, dropping it in, like, March for, like, what is it, International Women's Day or something like that? That'd be like, fine. Yeah, like, imagine Wonder Woman opening up in that time frame. Like, that's that's mar- that markets itself right there. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so like if, like, and that's what three, Mar- that's March 8th, that's three months from December. It's not that big of a pushback, but that's enough that I think that whatever um, cure or whatever they think is going to come out by then should be, you know, out and about. So that's 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 my thoughts on that one right there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's dope. Anything uh, about the women say that'd yeah. be hard as hell. Exactly. Now, sticking with DC, and I said earlier that, um, you know, Everybody was losing their minds on Twitter. And today, for one reason and one reason only, <laughs> Jared Leto reportedly going to repraise his uh, Joker and Zack Snyder's Justice League. Mm. There you go. <laughs> like, what do you think about that? Man, excuse me, too. Um, You know, it's October, so I'm eating candy and stuff, too, right now. So, excuse me. <laughs> no, you good, man. But, man, this is music to my ears, bro, because... Mm-hmm. Look, I'm aware because I got so many, <laughs> I got so much like ill energy sent my way 
for being excited because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, he's not a good Joker. All this stuff. We haven't seen it. What? Now. Bro, I'm telling you. I've, I've heard it from mad people, but I'm going to let y'all know I don't care what you say, so stop telling me that. <laughs> Number two, I'm, you know, any opportunity to see more of Leto's Joker for me is a plus. Because mm-hmm. while Suicide Squad was, was a mess, you know, butchered and edited kind of, kind of crazy, I liked mm-hmm. what I saw from Leto. I liked what I saw. To me, people say he was unrecognizable. I'm like, no, no, no. He was a lot. Like he was accurate as a Joker, bro. He was just the mob mm-hmm. version. Like, so seeing him in Zack Snyder's Justice League, just for one, it's like more of him is great. But two, it also well three. Let me say three. Yeah, three. It also opens more doors to other stuff because mm-hmm. Ben Affleck supposedly, well, not supposedly, he is doing additional photography. So it's like, are we going to see his Joker? And his Batman interact, mm. which would be fire. And then mm-hmm. the little Easter egg in the trailer with the Joker car floating. Is it like, is it going to be for the Nightmare World? Mm. Or is it going to be for the rumored scene when Deathstroke breaks out Luther? Because supposedly mm-hmm. him and Harley are in the jail and they make a cameo. So it's like, Mm. Any of those three is okay with me. But uh <laughs> what you think? Yeah, um when I I went on Twitter and, and I obviously saw the news, I had to double check. Like I'm like, no, nah, this can't be real. So I clicked on the article, make sure it because you know there's a lot of these fake um accounts that you know post stuff like this. So I'm like, there's no way this is true. Mm-hmm. But this was from the Hollywood Reporter, bro, and I I felt like, you know, those animated cartoons when the head pops out and smoke comes out and all of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt, bro. Because to me, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. I personally enjoyed uh, Jared Leto's Joker. My only issue was that we didn't get enough of Jared Leto's Joker. And him being in something else, that's that's music to my ears. Because what, what we got to see fantastic especially that scene like him in the helicopter bro like spraying that machine Bruh, gun what if that ain't joker then i, I don't know what jo- i don't know who joker is then call me crazy that's what i better say that's like one of the most joker scenes ever he's just shooting and laughing like, ever man, that is crazy exactly and um when the trailer came out there was also scenes with uh joker and uh tunnel you know like messing with the squad and all of that so the, seeing more joker music to my ears and actually possibly seeing Ben Affleck's Batman and Jared Leto's Joker interact that's Ooh. what I've been craving mm. like the, I can't I can't say that even more but also I, I'm reading and I'm you know it kind of makes sense like this could possibly lead to the Suicide Squad extended um version or um David Ayer's cut yeah so if that's a possibility bro and we actually get to see like more of the Joker and see that cut. I am a thousand percent for it because I know um, there was an extended DVD that was released of Suicide Squad when it came out 2016, 2017, whatever. Mm-hmm. But they only added one or two scenes and none of them that really impacted the Joker's uh, character like that. Yeah. So yeah. more Joker and then the and then. Zack Snyder Justice League. I don't even know what to make of this, bro. I can, all I can say is that I cannot wait, bro. I'm telling you, man. Like, it's, it's my most anticipated. Like, you know, it already was my most anticipated thing next year, and Batman mm-hmm. was right there with it. But now that Batman's mm-hmm. not dropping, you know, dropping next year, this is the shit right here that I am like, yeah, yes. 
it's, bring, it's bring gonna make back. a killing, bro. Yeah, it's so, gonna make a killing. Excuse me, I'm, I'm excited to see it, bro. And it also, for me, mm-hmm. it kind of makes you wonder, like, hmm. So, so where does Ben Affleck stand with all of this? <laughs> you know, mm, yes, you, you know, because he came back for the Flash, and Joe Manganiello, he did an interview recently, and they were asking him about the Justice League. Mm-hmm. And you know what scenes he's in? He's like, well, all I can say is the original teaser, um, not teaser, excuse me, the, the, the original ending of the movie was supposed to be for Batman Solo, you know, Ben Affleck's Batman Solo movie. But when mm-hmm. it got canceled, they, we reshot the scene. He said, but now we're gonna see it restored. So I'm like, hmm. Oh, so we're gonna get a real. Um, so it's probably what you were talking about him, them trying to break out Lex. Oh, you know, yeah, that actually happens. But see, in Justice League, the theatrical version, the ending, uh-huh. the ending conversation he has with Lex is way different. Okay. Like, like you know, they, they go to him. He goes to Lex, and Lex is talking about, you know, uh, Legion of Doom. But really, what it's supposed to be... Fire. What it's supposed to be, though, is Lex talking Deathstroke, putting a hit on Batman. Mm-hmm. And, then that, and then that's when it leads to the Batman series, because, you know, it's about Deathstroke trying to track him down. Okay, I see what you're saying. I honestly hope like all this leads to something, and it's not just like you know one off just a league movie. It's not because I, I really hope that's that's not the case. I'm about eighty percent sure. Um, that's that's good enough for me because uh, you know, like I told you, I have I have I have some some ears here and there about some things, <laughs> mm-hmm. and from what I'm not going to reveal anything but just from what i've mm-hmm. been told i it, it just goes along with what i think because they're not giving Zack snyder 70 million dollars just to finish his mm-hmm. movie when it doesn't make sense when, when actuality he didn't even need that much to finish what he wanted to do mm-hmm. so you got to think about what the other money is going into that's true because from what i'm hearing from what i heard um <clears throat> what he needed to do was pretty much already done he just had it you know finish um via the special effects and all of that so it looks like this is like you said this is just adding on to something bigger which i i'm glad to hear yeah it, yeah I, i'm just excited I mean, i'm excited as you can tell yep so kind of moving things on a little bit from dc gal was cast to play cleopatra with patty mm-hmm. to direct uh, what do you think about that? Fire, mm. like I think that's a win-win because um, you have an actress and a director which are extremely familiar with themselves. They already shot two films together and and they're you know close friends. I always find the dynamic um, actor, actress, and the and direct that work together. They usually produce the best material. For example, that's Michael true. B. Jordan and um, damn what's dude name for black panther ryan? why am i drawing a blank on him yeah ryan coogler mm-hmm. they make like great films whenever they uh work together mm-hmm. um tarantino and um sam jackson whenever they work together fire mm-hmm. so uh leonardo and uh martin scorsese like yeah. people that typically stick together like you know they're, they're custom with each other mm-hmm. you get the best out of it so i'm um, hearing um i was a little surprised that she was being cast as a cleopatra and and, I, and I, I don't know if you heard the outrage from, oh, yeah. from some oh. people. Oh yeah, I, I, I wish it. I found funny. <laughs> yeah, I saw but it. I I think yeah, because I guess Egyptians are supposed to be a little fair skin, putting it lightly. Yeah. But um, although 
you know, versions of Cleopatra I see movie wise and you know show wise, she you know look whitish. And um, what's weird <clears throat> to me is um, people are now complaining that I guess um, Gal, a white woman, is playing Cleopatra and this and the third. But when she was cast as um, Wonder Woman, people were mad as uh, Israelian was cast as Wonder Woman and that she wasn't white. So now all of a sudden, <laughs> Gal Gadot's white. <laughs> that, that makes sense to me. You're right. I ain't even that. You're right as hell. Like, like that makes no sense, but like people just find any reason to hate, just just to hate. I'm yeah. I'm I'm for it, you know. Like I trust Patty Jenkins. Like she, <laughs> she. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that, that's crazy, man. Oh, man. But yeah, she's talented, and uh, you know, Gal. She, Gal is is rising, man. Like when when she first came, because I think the first film I seen her was Fast and the Furious five or six. Yeah, same I, I wasn't too familiar with her, with her, and like seeing her in all these different movies, like she she has grown so much as an actress and is only getting better. So, you know, th- this is fire for me. What you think? Yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm I guess I'm not gonna say I'm I'm super excited about it, but I'm not like mm-hmm. whatever. But I'm just kind of more uh, I'm intrigued and curious as to, as to what route they're gonna take. Like, is this mm-hmm. gonna be just like a, a straight up drama? Or, is, or are they gonna try? Or is it gonna be like an you know an action type movie? Or like I'm I'm curious to see is you know what they're gonna do with that because when I first heard it, it, it was kind of like it almost it almost sounds extremely similar with like the character of Diana Prince. Okay. You know as far as the mythology goes with it, like you know how big of the characters you know larger than life characters each one is. Mm-hmm. So it's more me, me, me wondering like what's going to be different. Like, of course, like I said, they're not going to be the same movie, but I just want to see what they're going to do with it. I'm interested to see how, you know, what genre they're going to put it under because it is an adaption, regardless of what anyone says. It's an adaption of mythology. Um, okay. And I think it'll be good, you know, because you know the, the actor director combo, like you said, when you work so long and so much together and you become friends, it just makes the dynamic that much better. So I have no exactly. doubt in my mind it's going to be good, but I'm just really curious as to what type of film it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, pretty much the same. So uh, moving forward to a little more in the TV realm, because you know we we've been on this film for a little while. Um, to me, there's been probably no bigger show or as popular a popular show this year that's premiered than uh, Lovecraft uh, Country. Oh yeah. The season finale just uh, came up uh, Sunday. I want to know what what is your thoughts of the season finale and as the series a whole, as a whole. Okay, so the season finale. This is gonna be weird, but mm-hmm. I was a little bit underwhelmed. Really? But I was satisfied at the same time. Mm. Like I, I think, and I'm gonna tell you why because. Watching the, the you know the finale, in my head I'm like, okay, where are they going with this? And it went exactly what I where I thought it was gonna go. So that's where the part where like like a little bit underwhelming comes from because it wasn't a surprise that it ended up being. I see what you're saying. The way it, it played out, the way it played out, but mm. I'm satisfied because it tied the loose ends, and I also feel like there's most definitely gonna be a season two. Hmm. Like, I feel like it's going to be a season two just because of the way they left off. It, it's so, like, the ending is so abrupt. 
if you if you get mm-hmm. what I mean. Like, you know, I'm not gonna spoil it for anybody, but whatever happens, happens, and then it just shows the next. You know, it's the same night, and then it just cuts, and it's like that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, I would think that if, if they were gonna tie it up nicely, it would stop and then jump to the future to see how all of the other characters are. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I thought they were gonna go, but with them cutting it so abruptly, it just makes me think like, is this really over? Um, so that's what okay. I think about the finale. Loved it though, still regardless. The show in general, fire. Like, I always love seeing black shows like this that 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 can dabble with history, mm-hmm. but also fit in the genre. You know, that's my fight. The fight that I'm trying to do. You know, I, w- I want to see more mm-hmm. black film that's genre related. We're more than just oppressed people. Like. I want to yes. see other stuff. I want to see horror movies based around black people, the black leads. I want to see fighter, you know, fighting movies, superhero, all of that stuff. So this is definitely a step in the right direction to help that fight. And I just love the show from start to finish, man. The music, the acting is freaking incredible, too. Good. Phenomenal. Like the last episode, what was it? Uh, before the finale, man, when, dog, when Jonathan Majors... Gets that, gets that, uh, it's his face he does when he can't even talk and he's just like trying to hold his anger in and he, he crying, bro. That should be getting me mm-hmm. every time, dog. I'd be like, man, I feel it, man, I feel it. <laughs> like him and Journey, even Michael, Michael too, killing it. Just, just Michael K. Williams, bro. bro him, um, Journey Smollett, they just invoke so much emotion with every word out of their mouths and they are like class acts. Like, if this show don't win no type of rewards, dog. <laughs> Come on, come mm-hmm. on, bro! It's, it's incredible show. So, what about you? What are your thoughts on the finale and the season itself? Well, the finale, uh, I, I I loved it. I didn't I didn't find it as I would say predictable as you did because what they did at the end. Because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. I didn't I didn't think they would actually do it. Oh, if, okay. if it really you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that. That that shows that they actually have some cojones to actually do something like that. So that that's always a plus for me. And um, yeah, I love the 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 season finale, which to me feels kind of like a series finale, to mm. be honest. Okay. So I'm not a thousand percent sure that we're gonna get a season two. And um, normally I would say yeah, without a doubt we would get a season two. But we saw what happened with our Watchmen. Like phenomenal season, mm-hmm. and how the series ended, you'll think, oh yeah, that's no doubt you're gonna get a season two. And we keep hearing that it's supposedly not gonna get a season two. So I could see them doing the same thing with um, Lovecraft, mm, which uh, which would be a bummer. But as far as the series as a whole, wow, wow! Like um, I I didn't know what to expect from the show, seeing the trailer because. What you see from the first trailer they released before this was premiered to what the show actually is is completely different. Hmm. And um, what I really love about the show is they let every cast, like major cast member, shine. Yeah, they do. Like at least, at least all of them had one show. I mean, one episode to shine. Mm-hmm. From um, Michael K. Williams, from um, um. Was the daughters, you know, you know the yeah. daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, she got Children. a chance to sign. The mom got a chance to find. Um, Smollett got it. Like everybody had a, their own episode where they carried it. So this show wasn't like just solely focused on one person. 
mm-hmm. everybody got a chance to shine. Now, whew, the episode that really stands out to me and what I loved what they did was that I don't know if this is a spoiler, but it's an Emmett Till episode. Oh, boy. You know what I'm mm. bro, how they how they like intertwine, like you said, history and make it feel like it naturally flowed and it felt real. Like that twist was crazy. And, it, and you know, everybody grew up knowing about the story about Emmett Till and then seeing them use it like that, man, that was gut, that was gut wrenching. So mm-hmm. I love it. Like playing on black history and it's not solely focused on, you know, being like you said, oppressed, being slaves and all of that. It, it's fantastic. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and one more thing I like about the show. It wasn't one genre, bro. Like you had that episode that felt like an Indiana Jones film. You yeah, had a, yeah. You had an episode that felt like, um, damn, when the Earth stood still, like type oh, yeah. stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like every episode was different. You had horror, comedy. Ah, uh, man, there's not much I can say about the show, but I, I, I loved it. Yeah, yeah, it's a fantastic show, man. Like easily yeah, the best man. show of the year for me, easily. Like, yeah, that and um. The boys are probably my two favorite shows this year. Yeah, the boys was fire. Oh, Flames. Man. Fire, man. Without a doubt. So, uh, while on the subject <laughs> of horror, let's get into some other horror things since you know it's uh, it's October still. And I don't yes, know about sir. anybody else, but like I said, it's, it's your favorite month for your birthday, but it's my favorite mm-hmm. month, you know, because October is just a, it's just the shit, man. Like, I'm sorry. I can't, that's, it that's really is. The fall weather. The horror movies, the candy, endless amounts of candy. It's just great. So, with other podcasts, we was talking, you know, Jason vs. Freddy. So, I mm-hmm. figured we should give both franchises the love, you know, since we kind of mm-hmm. had sat on opposite sides of that conversation. Mm-hmm. So, what is your favorite film in the Friday 13th franchise? And what's your favorite film? In the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, and like if you could tell, if you could say why, just you could say that. But yeah, mm-hmm. okay. <clears throat> so uh, prior ahead, uh, you know this topic, I did my homework. I wouldn't say homework. I rewatched, you know, some films because it's been a while since I've seen, you know, some of the um, Friday the Thirteenth films. And um, to be honest, uh, just you know, it's gonna it's gonna get a little worse. Uh, prepare. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> you mother. All right. Now, where I'm. Listen, I could only, I could only right. be honest. Now, uh, sitting back, you know, re, you know, refreshing my memory with some of the the older ones that I haven't seen in probably like ten years. Uh, it came to me, they really don't have not one great film in the franchise. Not, not, not one. Because in the Halloween franchise, I could say that's a great one. And when we talk uh, great ones, and when we talk later about Elm Street, you know, I- I'll let you know how I feel about that. But um, they have a lot of, I say at best, pretty good films, and then a bunch of mediocre to damn darn right bad films. But I will give you one thing about um, Friday the Thirteenth franchise: it's fun. It's like, I feel like if you just sit back, relax guess on the drink you, you could just enjoy it without taking it too serious and um my favorite film in the franchise is the fourth one uh i believe it's called the final chapter mm-hmm. and my reasoning for that is because i feel like that's the first one that we've seen jason actually being jason 
And the, and my reasoning for that, the first one everybody knows, Jason is not really in it. It's a mm-hmm. uh, spoiler alert. The killer is his mom. Mm-hmm. And I, I've, I think that's probably the, out of all the uh, Jason films, that's the one that had the most narrative, like, attached to it it actually tried to tell a story and i thought it was pretty brilliant how you didn't know who the killer was until the very very end that's that, that's pretty smart you don't see that nowadays yeah that, that, that yeah. and then uh, yeah that's pretty fire i like i like that twist and then um i also like the third one uh that i forgot the name of that one um but <laughs> that, that i think it's, just it's part a little three. goofy I think it's just yeah part i think it, yeah i think it's just called part three mm-hmm. and i like the third one because of the final girl like because you know they always have the final girl jason versus the final girl she was probably the smartest i've ever seen out of all of them bro she was <laughs> yeah. giving jason that work <laughs> she, like and we we all have the issue with like the you know the dumb like tripping over stuff like but she yo she was planning out things she like she seemed smart i enjoyed it but the fourth one is my favorite because you see jason like He's not the third one. He's all out and about. You see Jason, you follow Jason around. This one, he's being sneaky. He's popping out of you know places. He's he's killing people. He's not full out sprinting and jogging and bobbing and weaving. Because in the third one, I seen them. They try to hit my man with a whatever weapon. Yo, he ducked and then hit him with a. I'm like, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but with the fourth one, I felt like that was truer to the jason that we know mm, okay so th- that's my favorite one but um <laughs> it's a little funny some of the kills because I- i'm trying to understand jason he kills a character in the kitchen and then um somehow right after that he kills a girl that's in the second floor from the window so i'm guessing he left the kitchen decided to climb the side of the house grab her from the outside and then threw her and then goes right back to kill somebody else in the kitchen. So I found that funny. That's Jason, bro. That's that's Jason for for, for a fact. But yeah, the fourth one's my favorite. Okay. But also, I know I'm going a little long on this one. I watched this because of you. Uh, you said the newest Jason, um, Friday the 13th, the one that came in 2009. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, I believe it was the last episode. You said that film is actually not that bad. And I told you I, I, I really didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I, I take it back, though. I take it back. It's, it's honestly not that bad. And to be honest, that's probably the scariest version of Jason. But it is the scariest version. Like, like Hands bro, down. Like, like the shot when the cop was came to the house and, it's, and it came and up, rose up. he just jumps down? Yeah. And, yes. And, like, first the camera rose up though and he was just standing on the top of the roof with the, with the, with the blade. I was like, wow. By the way, that's one of the best Jason shots of the whole franchise. Bro, I just want to throw that out there. That that shot is phenomenal, bro. I love that shot. Yep. Then he just jumps down and just, man. Jason was not a game in this one, bro. Hell no. What's scary to me, bro? Jason felt like a all pro NFL linebacker, bro. Yeah. This dude was quick, strong, and he was smart. My man was setting traps like Home Alone for everybody, bro. That's <laughs> yeah. Bro, <laughs> bro I could. It was the scariest shit. I, I guarantee you, if I was in that Halloween movie, I'd probably be the first one to go, if not near the first to go, because there's no way I'm escaping, dude. So, but that's my long. Oh my god, that's my long-winded, um, you know, thoughts on the franchise. What about you? Okay. Um. So for for, for Friday Thirteenth, my favorite mm-hmm. is 
probably um, it, it's a toss up between two of them actually. It's like I said, the, 2000, okay. the 2009 version is one of my favorites just because I like that they kind of still have the campiness and like you know mm-hmm. kind of like fun mood about the movie, but mm-hmm. they balance it with Jason not playing and I and, and I love yeah and I, and I love that that constant like balance of like somebody will say something funny. In this next scene, Jason running after somebody, slicing niggas <laughs> up. So I just love that balance. Um, and yeah, so that's one of my favorites. And then my other is Jason Takes Manhattan, which I think is Jason <laughs> 8. Really? Yeah, I, I love that one, bro. I love okay. that one. And I, and again, I think it's just, you always tell me this, like, like you think I'm, I'm like the most northern southern dude ever. You know, my obsession with New Easily. York is just like, Second to none. I love New York. I lived there mm. for for an hour. Not hour, excuse me. I lived there for a year, and mm-hmm. just when they go back to New York, that is exactly like what I imagine. Like like when they get into the city, you get a sense of like, oh, this is really New York, and I love that. You know, seeing Jason in Manhattan, and <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, and I think it's different too because with, with it being on a cruise ship, it makes mm. it kind of scary because if you can't run nowhere, there's nowhere you can go. Nope. You can't just like hop in the car and drive off like the other ones being in cabins and stuff. You can drive off if mm-hmm. you're lucky enough. This one, <laughs> you stuck on a boat. Only way, only place you going is if you jump in the water, and and paddle your way out. So, I, I, that's that's really my favorite one. But I like them all except the first one. I'm not I'm not too fond of the first one, which is which is crazy. Um, really? Why? Well, do you mind me asking why? Because I do like the idea that. You don't know who the killer is until the end, and this is his mom. Mm-hmm. But then in hindsight, it's like, how was his mom doing all that? Like, come on. <laughs> I agree. Like, I agree with that. Yeah. That's the part. I'm like, his mom, no. Like, you, if you see her when she pops up, it's like, how is she the one slinging people around and, and, <laughs> and moving this tactical? Like, the lady is literally like 60, and she ain't one mm-hmm. of them surprise 60 year olds like Angela Bassett. She ain't that. So I'm like, <laughs> um, but yeah, those, those are my two favorites. Okay, I'm surprised. Um, uh, Jason taking Manhattan one, but um, what rewatching 2019? Oh, okay, I, I, hold I up. See that. Before I cut you off, and one of the reasons mm-hmm. why I love Jason takes Manhattan is when is the rooftop scene when the black dude is trying to box him. That <laughs> Johnny, <laughs> <laughs> the greatest. <laughs> Yo, my, my man was trying to put a, a ten piece on Jason, and he ain't even move him, and then Jason just punches his head off. <laughs> Uh, like see only the uh, Friday the Thirteenth franchise to get away with something like that. I and, think. and see that's why I love the franchise because it's it's it's, it's meant, to me in my opinion it's not meant to be taken seriously and I think that's why uh, I agree. You know it's not meant for you to watch it with like a, a film student's eye and be like oh okay well that line didn't make sense. Uh, it's, it's not made to watch like that. It's just you know how they be talking. Well yeah. Uh, well the bathos and that scene didn't hit right and. Technically, the script didn't work that way, and you can't do that. Like, you know, they'd be like, dead, you know, poetic cinema, everything. But I don't think it's meant to be watched like that. So, you take that, that, that eye off, and it's just a fun movie. They provide the whole franchise, it's fun as hell to watch. Like I said, get you a drink, popcorn. It's a fun movie. So, that's why I love them so much. I agree with that. I think that's why I recently rewatching um, the new, the newer Jason one, they took it. 
a lot more serious than previous franchise. I enjoyed yeah. that aspect of it. Yeah. yeah, there was no games being played from Jason at all, and I liked how um, Jason wasn't really active for what was it, 30, 40 years? Was it thirty years? Like, cause, cause they started with um, showing the you know the incidents with his mo- with his mom in the first movie, and I think. The 2019 one just follows like 30 years later to that yeah. one, so mm-hmm. it, yeah, 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 yeah right, it's yeah. a pretty nice spin. Yeah, yeah, so I like that. Yeah. So while we're on top, like it's, it's not only you know Jason, it's also the fr- Elm Street Friday, Friday, the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Yes, sir. What is um your favorite uh, movie from that franchise? Um, my favorite is still, and I think probably always will be Dream Warriors number three. Mm, okay 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 like i don't know why I'm, I'm a big fan of like horror movies set in like hospitals or like uh yeah because to me hospitals are like one of the scariest things ever it's mm-hmm. something that's so big but in the dark it's scary as hell bro like I, oh, no, I, I believe you because i work for two hospitals so yeah if you, you're just there at night even when there's people in there it's just something that's so yep. eerie about when you walk down a hallway that nobody is on lights is all dim. imagine being in the morgue when it's all dark bro that's all i'm gonna say you did you did that yeah because um where yeah. i worked at I, I didn't work in the morgue but the morgue is in the basement and i had you had to pass the morgue to get to yeah it's yeah uh, mm. yeah hell no 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 mm-mm. Uh, <laughs> mm-mm. No, that's, that's giving me the creeps thing about that. No, but uh, yeah, Dream Warriors is, is is great to me because you have all these different personalities, you know, with, with the characters. Everybody's different. You got one who's a shit talker. You have one who's like mm-hmm. a punk grunge type person. You have one who who's mm-hmm. mute. You have uh, who, who's the other guy? You have somebody who's handicapped. There's so many different characters at play with different personalities that. It just always makes for a good sport, and I, I love the story how it's the, it's Nancy from the first one, and she's older now, right? So it shows yeah. that she, you know, it shows that she lived through it, and she's now become yep. you know a, um, I guess a teacher. I, I forget what her. I think she's a teacher, and she goes there to try and get into the mindset, and it's just I just love the fact that the kids aren't crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. everyone's thinking they're crazy, but like Nancy can actually see them and knows who they're talking about. Yeah, I think she was like an assistant to um whatever medical assistant whatever over there yeah yeah but you know and, and the fact that mm-hmm. she can vouch for them brings a whole different validity to everything and, and everyone, exactly and everyone's kind of like oh okay so this might be real oh, okay so yeah I, I love that one what about you yeah dream war that, that that's fire i i enjoyed that one that's probably my second or third favorite one in the franchise mm. but um i'm gonna be frank with you my favorite one is the First original one? I know. It's, yep. yeah easy and um that's my that's an issue that i i want to go back a little bit to the friday the 13th one one of the biggest issues i felt the franchise had it never had that one eye that one director that you know that had oh, a, yeah okay because you, you, you know elm street they had west craven and the halloween had john carpenter mm-hmm. true that's true For, um, friday they didn't really have like that big name that you know that put his imprint in it very so true. Wes Craven, man, risk to me, Wes Craven is one of the best horror, you know, minds oh, to ever live. Facts. Yeah, and um, what stands apart? What makes the first Nightmare on Elm Street stand apart from any other fran- like horror franchise 
is that it actually felt like a horror movie. Mm. Like there's certain aspects, like it's it's not just a slasher film. Like you could see like the Exorcist type vibe to it. The lady on the wall, like like you know, it it, it was creepy. It didn't just feel like a slasher film. Mm-hmm. So that's what I enjoyed about it. And um, yeah, and you know, seeing a young young Johnny Depp, you know, and I. I, I love stuff. I, I loved it. I enjoyed it. And and Freddy, I think that might not be prime Freddy, but the shit talking that he does, like when he's killing people, is crazy. And the kills in this film was wild. Like Johnny Depp's character, man. Like you just you just suck him into the bed and then like just gush of blood. That, that's wild, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And Yo, another one in the. Oh, uh, not, just stay on this one. Like that movie is is definitely fantastic too. Um, mm-hmm. I still to this day one of the most iconic horror sequences ever. The one mm-hmm. when Tina is getting dragged on the roof. It's, That's what I'm. Yeah, it's from the first the first kill. Yeah, 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 like that to me to this day. When it came out in eighty something. Yep. You know, years later, I still watch that scene. Like, how did they do this? I agree. Like, clearly. You know, the screen is flipped somehow, but in the corner you see, I forgot the kid's name, but you, you know, the kid yelling, Tina! You see yeah, him. Yeah, the boyfriend. Yeah, you see him in the shot looking up. And mm-hmm. it's, I'm just sitting there like, how did they shoot this? And when, 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 to me, when you can do a scene like that in a movie that just makes your head scratch, like, wow, you know what I'm saying? You always get, get points for that. So, yeah, I, the first one is definitely classic. And one of the yeah, best. Yeah, I feel ever. like that. I agree, and it felt it was legit scary to me. Like they had the perfect balance of horror and a little bit of humor, solely from uh, Freddy as a character himself. But I, I want to give shine to another uh, film in that franchise because I had probably three films in that franchise that I legitimately enjoy, and that to me is Wes Craven, The New Nightmare. Oh, I love that, that one. Yes, I love that. Yeah, man, the twist, bro. I thought the twist of them like being actors that filmed the original film like and then dealing with freddie in real life was That's phenomenal fire. Like, bro. i love that one too love it and then it also had a shot like uh from the first one when the when the girls on getting dragged on top of the ceiling and all that so yeah i loved i love the concept of like like i said you know actors and then real life and then how and i think in that one freddie is actually a Damn, I forgot what he's. I forgot what he he is, but he's he's like a spiritual uh, spirit or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. that traveled, and you could capture him if you're like you know good enough writer or whatever. And then like the the strip was crazy. So yes, yeah, whenever very Wes Craven, very great. Concept. I agree. Whenever Wes Craven is involved, is fire. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those and uh, Dream uh, Dream Warriors were, yeah, those are my top three right there. I, I enjoy that. Okay. Yeah, man. Okay. Oh, shoot, I lost it, man. All right. Um, shoot, while we're on the subject of horror, let's stay here for like, just one more quick movie. So, mm-hmm. two years ago, I, it's not to the date because mm-hmm. I forgot when it came out, but Halloween 2018. It, 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 t- it came out 18, October 18th of 2018. 2018, yeah, um, mm-hmm. about two years ago. What do, what do you think of the movie now? I don't, I don't know if you revisited it, but uh, what, what do you think about, about it? Yeah, because I know we're going to talk about it. So, yeah, I, I wanted to revisit and see how I felt about the movie. Because when I first saw it until, you know, two years later, you know, my mind, you know, it changes. And then 
upon more, multiple reviews. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to me, I know for a fact we're going to differ on this because I know how you how you feel about this film. And in my point of view, I love this film, bro. Love it? Uh, I I enjoy it a lot. And on, and I'm, I might say something blasphemy to you. It's probably top you three or not. five in the franchise. Okay, okay, okay. No, no, it's not. It's not, say, it's not, it's not my favorite hands. one. Chill, chill. We better throw hands. Relax. It's not, it's, not, it's not better than... It's not, it's not, it's not my favorite one. But it's easily... <laughs> It's probably number three for me, bro. That's how much I enjoy yeah, it. Three, okay. Yeah, and I and I know all the um, gripes that you're gonna throw at it, and honestly, I don't have much to you know combat that because it's a thousand percent true what you're saying. But I loved um, what they did with um, Lori, the sister. Yeah, Lori. Uh-huh. How you know? Listen, you're she was probably what nineteen, eighteen, and then you. You have this serial killer kill all of your friends. Like, imagine that happening to you. Like, that would traumatize you for the rest of your life. Oh, for sure. And her, yeah, and her. Instead of letting that consume her, and you know, she could be in a, she could have been in a, in a, you know, a whack house or whatever. She helps, like, like she took control of it, and and prepared for every, like, for what. 30 years after, mm-hmm. for every instant, this dude would come out and have her family prepare, bro. I loved, I absolutely loved that aspect of it. Oh, no, I agree. And I thought, yeah, man, and I thought, I thought Jason was, Jason, wow. I thought Michael, he, he was getting his kills in, bro. I, he, he was getting his kills. And that one shot, um, I think it was, a, it's, it was supposed to be, like, shot at one time, like when it was following him around. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. When he's in front of the house and then he goes in the garage and um I, I think it's a hammer or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it follows him all the way into the house. And when we were watching that film, I kinda laughed because it, it reminded me of the short that you put up. Because it's almost identical, if not identical to the shot that you did in the opening mm-hmm. when they're following um Michael around. And then the difference is, you know, I guess that's probably going to be one of the points that you point out is the door was locked on yours, but theirs was open. <laughs> so seeing that, bro, I, I started dying. I'm like, okay, yeah. I see where you're going with that. Yeah, 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 yeah I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Um, like I said, I I, I, I do like it. Like, I, I, first of all, let me say I like every single like slash love every movie in this franchise. So mm-hmm. it, whatever I'm saying, I'm not dumping on it because I own it. And I, I, I really enjoyed it myself watching it. Um. <clears throat> And agree with you 100%. Like, Laurie Strode's, you know, character journey, I think mm-hmm. was fantastic. Showing her, you know, how she's dealing with it. And, you know, I know you said that, you know, she didn't get consumed by it, but I think it's, the, I think she actually did get consumed by it. But in a, in mm-hmm. a she made the best of it. In a different it. way. Yeah, she made yeah. the best of it, but she still suffers. Because, like, you see, she's drinking alcohol. From That's true. The first scene you see her, she always drunk, and you see her. Her daughter's like, uh, you know, mom, are you supposed to stop drinking? What are you doing drinking still? So, That's true. You know, uh, but 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 it still adds to what you're saying. I'm not not, not refuting it, but she did also mm-hmm. get consumed in a different way, rather than you know being a victim. Um, and I love the music. I really really love the mm-hmm. score in this movie. It's like, because. Mm-hmm. While it's not the same score, they, they have some beats that are different, but they still use mm-hmm. you know the, the, the original, but it just kind of adds something to it to bring it into today's time. So I love the way they use the music. Um, I think Mike is 
you know, furious in, in the film. I think he definitely gets off. Um, but if I had to rank it, bro, it might be kind of low on my list. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Really? Yeah. Um, at, at at the highest, it'll be probably smack dab in the middle because I feel okay. like with this movie being, you know, in um, a big property. Mm-hmm. I feel like they did their best to make it rated R, but they didn't want to go too much overboard with stuff like they did other films. Okay. Because even with the kills and the violence, a lot of the, a lot of the stuff you see in the movie is implied violence. Like you might see Mike head towards somebody, the scene cuts, mm-hmm. and then it shows the person, and you see what he did opposed to him doing it. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think they did that. To, to, to for a bigger audience so it paid off for him so i can't knock that but i think that aspect of it uh i wanted it to be a little bit more hard hitting in, in, in that standpoint besides one one kill is crazy though when he steps on that nigga's head that's when i was like Ooh, shit. That's, I was like, that's the one thing that i was thinking about yo yeah like that's that's literally like the one kill that's like really like violent that you're like whoa you know what i'm saying um mm-hmm. but I, I love that and my, my only other gripes too like i said i think it's it's a it's a writer's trope how they kind of make all of the women stronger by making all the dudes stupid. Mm, mm. Like you, you think about the movie, bro. There's not one man in there that's worth anything. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in there is useless. <laughs> like, well, technically, the little dude, the little black dude that was getting babysit, getting babysat, <laughs> he dude was hilarious, bro. I. I love this character. Yeah, I know he's fucking. You know what I'm talking about, the look. <laughs> Yo, that dude had me dying. But no, you're a thousand percent white, right? Though. Yeah, like I, I didn't like that. that every single dude was useless. Like nobody, no, no man mm. did anything good. Like the cops just got demolished easily. Like, like <laughs> how do you let nigga? And they made. <laughs> you What'd you say? A nigga cut your head off and made you a Jacqueline. I was like. <laughs> Bro, you know what's funny? Oh, I didn't man. the first time I seen this film, I didn't realize that he did that until I watched it recently and he opened the door. I'm like, nah, don't tell me he did what I think he just did. Dude put a light I'm like, how are you that <laughs> untrained to where you, you get done like that? Like but I mean it's my Hilarious. Mind, I get it. But yeah, all the dudes are like pointless. Like the dad, he don't do nothing but crack jokes the whole time and then he get his neck mm-hmm. he get his neck cracked. Uh the boyfriend, even the boyfriend ain't shit, and, and he didn't even get killed. Like, yep. it's just I don't know. Them tropes was just too much. Um, it was just like, eh, eh. um, and and like I said, I think it's a, it's a nice, safe Halloween movie. That's how I kind of look at it. Like they, they hit all the notes they needed to, mm. and um, did a great job. But yeah, that's it's, that's how I feel. But I get into my things I do like. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm going on, but you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm the horror guy, so I'll be watching all this kind of stuff. Do your thing. Um, what have I said? What I do also like is last thing: the Easter eggs spread across the movie. Like, because mm-hmm. you know, this movie starts. You know, it, it, it comes right after 1978. Yep. So it's retcons everything between there. But I like that they put Easter eggs for like damn near every single movie within the movie. Because mm-hmm. did you watch? Have you ever seen Season of the Witch? Halloween three. That's the only one out of all the mic that I have not seen. Well, uh, Google Season of the Witch 3 costumes, right? Uh-huh. And you're going to uh-huh. see that, that some kids were dressed like that walking around the streets. 
had the same exact costume. Dressed as what? As uh, outfits that you see. If you Google oh, okay, the Whispering, so there's kids who dress just like the masks in that movie. Um, okay. Another Easter egg. When they burn Michael Myers at the end, that's easily mm-hmm. like an Easter egg to the way he died in Halloween 2 mm, in, in the hospital. Yep. Another Easter egg is when they're leaving and they show the girl holding a knife. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, same way number four ended after she killed somebody. Okay, so you picked up all of that. Yeah, that one, uh, the bathroom scene was a callback to. Yeah, not, that one I saw. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a callback to not only Rob Zombie's first one, mm-hmm. but it was also a callback to Halloween H two O because um, mm-hmm. Mike follows this girl and, and, and her mom into the bathroom and he takes her keys in her car. So. There's different Easter egg sprinkles throughout, and I really, really enjoyed that they put those in there. Yeah. Well, um, I do want to bring light to one aspect that I could not stand about the film, and rewatching it, it, it got me even more pissed. Like the mm. fake Loomis, bro. Uh, yeah. Oh my. Yes. yes. God. Yeah. He, he. Bro, it almost to the point. It almost ruined the film for me. Bro, and see, he, he's the reason why I put it down so much because he was just—he mm-hmm. makes no sense. Like none whatsoever. His motivations, like you want to see how Michael? Come on, bro, stop it. <laughs> this nigga, put the mask. I'm like, what is doing, Yo, bro? When he got up with the mask, bro. When I told my God, I almost walked out, bro. <laughs> That's but I'll tell you though, he's the one that got his head smushed, like smashed in. Yeah, that was the most satisfying kill in the whole uh, movie. He deserved that, man easily and another thing that that irritated me a little bit beyond cringe rover i this irritated me so much bro he's in the back seat of the uh police car right like after he got (laughs) got hit and he's waking up and you in the same location as that as a granddaughter why didn't he kill the granddaughter i I don't i said the same thing i'm like and, and then he just watches her run away. I'm like, what? So I'm, I'm, exactly. I'm to me, I felt like that would have hit so much harder if Michael would have killed the granddaughter, and like it would have set it would have set things for the rest of the franchise going forward. I felt like, man, that, that would, I I would have enjoyed that kill. Yeah, I thought it needed. Is, is that and, and another thing with the Doctor Loomis thing, the fake Loomis? Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, this nigga arm was broken in a <laughs> sling. How does he pull yep. Mike? How does he pull Mike and put him in the car with one arm? Exactly, because Mike ain't small. No. So, like, yeah, his character yeah. just aggravated the hell out of me. And it's just small stuff like that. Like, even at the beginning when, um, you know, the the, the, the the reporter came there and he was talking to Mike and he pulls the mask out. I'm like, what are you doing? Mm. Like, why? Why? Yeah, this was a dumb film. Uh, I can't lie. Yeah, I had some <laughs> dumb moments. Some very... Unne- and I think the reason is because what's... Uh, I forgot the guy's name. The comedian. Danny McBride, I think. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of that was due to him. Like, trying to make it a little lighthearted, a little... Uh, add some levity to it. So, and that's another thing. Some of the jokes necessary. in here just did not work for me. Like, they, like there was yeah, like... It fell flat. There's like some jokes that were just going back and forth. And I was just like, well... No. <laughs> Yeah, but with all that not working, I felt like the good aspects of that film, I found the character of Michael himself fire. And I loved um, Lori. Like, she, like, <laughs> that Home Alone booby trap, like, 
was I, I I loved it. And that one um talking about callbacks, I believe it's the first film when um he falls out the window. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. you look, he's there, and then you look again, he's gone. And the fact that they did the same thing in this film, but this time it was her that did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I love that. I enjoyed it. It's also a callback too of uh, the closet. Excuse me. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. When she popped up mm-hmm. out of the closet. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So I enjoyed that film. I can't that rewatching it made me a little sad because now we gotta wait a whole another year just to see for Halloween Kills. Yeah, that sucks. I was like, man, shit. Yeah, man. Damn COVID. <laughs> exactly. So it's time to move on to the wrap up session. You hear me? Mm-hmm. So, um. I just always wonder, right? With you as a person, do you think it's mm-hmm. possible to separate the artist from the art? You know, we've seen all kind of things. I'm not going to mention people because some people don't deserve mentioning, but people do. Mm. People do and say crazy things. So, can you separate mm-hmm. the two, or how do you see it um, when it comes to artists? Uh, it's a little. It's a. It's, it's tricky to me. It, it, it's a hard subject because it. It's kind of a double-edged sword, because. Yes and no, because the example I'm going to use is Kanye. Mm, okay. Yeah. Like I, 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 as a person, honestly, I cannot stand the guy. I like whatever he says is so you know. Let, let me not let me not get into Kanye, but as Kanye, I can't stand him. But I'd be foolish if I told you that he, his music is not some of the best hip hop I've ever heard. He yeah. has one of the best categories in the game ever. Yeah, so I cannot tell you that I'm never going to listen to Kanye again. Mm. But I will tell you, listening to Kanye music, it, it, it saddens me. Mm. So yes, to a certain aspect, it is possible. And I think you actually should separate the art from the artist because you're going to deprive yourself of some, you know, some good stuff. Mm-hmm. For example, some of the best R the R and B artists is we know who you know where I'm going with this. Yeah, like, right I'm I'm not even gonna mention dude, but he's one of the best R and B artists in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And the main reason for this topic is because um, Tory, yeah, yeah, we know what's going on with Tory and such and such. Just dropped uh you know a new album, and and I and I know some people listen to it, and and I hear a, a whole faction of people. Oh, we don't want to support. We don't like the guy. We don't want to listen to him. So that's why I'm thought. I'm thinking like, is it possible, you know, to separate the art from the artist? In my opinion, I think it, it's it's hard to do, but yeah, it is, it is possible because, like I said, you're gonna deprive yourself. What do you think? I, I think it. Well, I can't speak for anybody, but me. I think it is possible because I'm with you with the mm-hmm. Kanye thing. Like Kanye says crazy and wild stuff. Like from the period. But, wild you know like the dude's music and i'm not gonna lie like i like i like his footwear like i love his sneakers mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so i kind of can't separate it but for me personally there's certain things that i can't separate like Tory, mm-hmm. like just like that's sucker that's that's sucker shit in in, in the lack of mm-hmm. terms like um i can't rock with somebody or listen to you if you're gonna do that kind of stuff like mm-hmm. i just it, it's it's levels to it, you know. what I'm saying if you if you just somebody who says something from time to time, uh, like I said, Kanye, he crazy, but it's something about him that you could be like, I don't really know, I I, I, I don't know, I, I don't think he really 
meant it like that. There's people who mm-hmm. who are like they like I don't think they really meant it like that. They just are not good with their words and they just spout off anything. Whereas mm-hmm. there's no coming back from you know assaulting a woman or doing anything like that. There's just no coming back from that. There's no coming back from you mm-hmm. beating up a kid or or that's wild or violating somebody. No, I'm not on that point. I'm turning you every time I hear your voice, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even listen to like I stopped listening to Tory. Uh, I, I can't listen to to, to, to R. Kelly because it's like, shit like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't rock with somebody who, who who gives it up like that. So a certain extent is is you know a ballpark range where it's like, mm, eh, maybe maybe not. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where I sit with it. Okay, yeah, I I could see that because um, like you said R. Kelly, but um, some of yeah, like it's hard to listen to some of his music because some of the lyrics he'd he be saying yeah and then like like knowing like what dude is about like it's hard for me to listen to some of his stuff i ain't gonna lie but uh kanye's a dangerous dude i know you said um like maybe he doesn't mean what he says but it's also his actions that he like the stuff that he 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 actually does that it, it makes me scratch my head like because like people like that you have a huge following yeah like you just gotta be extremely ca- careful what you say. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because yeah, it may be a joke to you, or it may be marketing or whatever it is. But you have little kids that don't know no better that <laughs> they hang to every word you say. So I think he's he, he's a dangerous person to, to be in power. But that that's a different subject altogether. But no, you're right yeah, because so I mean, pretty much he ain't mentally mm-hmm. there. You know what I'm saying? So he it being like that, he shouldn't. You know, hop out the window. Like for instance, the Trump thing. Like I see what he was trying to do. Yes. But I'm like, bro, you got to realize that people are not gonna understand what it is mm-hmm. you're trying to do, and you got to be careful with that kind of stuff. Because because a dude like Trump's just gonna use you as a pawn, and you're gonna look crazy. And then and that's exactly what he did. You know what I'm saying? You end up looking crazy, and then you come back to me like, no, nah, I know what I wanted to unite us. That's why I wore the hat to show him like it's bigger than that. But I'm mm-hmm. like, people don't. That ain't the first thing people think of. Everybody's not a thinker like and, and thinks that you're trying to do that. So I definitely understand that. Yeah. Yeah, and especially if you leave it open ended like that. Look, I'm I'm sorry, but sometimes you gotta you you gotta break it down exactly what you're doing at all times because some people are just gonna run with it anyway, exactly, yeah. like how mm-hmm. it's presented, knowing who you are. So. So. Exactly. So moving on to something a little, you know, fun and uh, lighthearted. Uh, recently on Twitter, I saw this uh, little meme going around that goes, it was it was Lil Wayne, Drake, Future, and Meek Mills, and they were like, if you could wipe, you know, someone's category, who would it be? And everybody picked a particular artist. I'm like, well, that's not really fair because in, in, you know, in that square, uh, Little Wayne and Drake ain't going nowhere. No, yeah. So I thought, like, come on, that's a no-brainer. So I thought, if you had the chance to wipe, uh, you know, somebody's music, the whole category out, and you never get music from either Meek or Future, who would it be, and why? Um, it's <laughs> gonna be funny because <laughs> I already know who you gonna choose. And I, and... I'm pretty sure you do. Yeah, um, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm wiping Meek's uh, catalog away. I knew he was gonna say that. I knew it. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm wiping Meek, Meek away. I, I never was like a huge fan of guy, so wow. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just wipe him clean away because Meek didn't make. Uh, he he got some records for sure, mm-hmm. but saying that damn um, Dirty Sprite too. 
fire. 36 Nights, March Madness, mm-hmm. Tony Montana, Rex. It's just. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what is it? What's the other joint? Um, Wicked. Like, Future just got too mm-hmm. many joints for me, personally. That, like, mm-hmm. was a moment in time and still to this day are, are anthems. And mm-hmm. for me personally, like, Meek is dope. But. While I think he's a good rapper, mm-hmm. I just don't think, and it could be my bias because I rap and I, I know bars like that that he don't really impress me like at all. Like he don't really impress me. Mm-hmm. He's he's definitely above average, but I, I just I don't, I don't know. It's just something that I'm just like he cool. He, he cool. I, you know I, mm-hmm. I I like Derrick Rose. You know I like I'm a boss. Um, mm-hmm. I like. Uh, Champions of the album, I think it's fire, but it's just, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's, that's just where I sit with that one. Okay, uh, well, for me, I think you're crazy. I knew you were gonna say that. I didn't think it was, I, I didn't think it was close, I, and that's why I, I I wanted to do this topic because everybody on Twitter as well, there there was voting Meek out like left and right. I'm taking Future out, and like without blinking an eye. And that's not saying that future's whack. That's far from it. Like you said, Dirty Sprite 2, from beginning to end, that tape is hard. Mm-hmm. When it first came out, when I'm telling you that whole summer, whatever it was, I was playing that like on repeat, repeat, repeat. But me, I think Meek has more substance as a rapper to me. Oh, and yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I feel, yeah, maybe it's because like, like, you know, certain area, he's from Philly and such and such. I could relate more to what Meek speaks to than what Future speaks to. Because a lot of the times, dude, like, the title itself, Dirty Sprite 2, mm-hmm. he's talking about drug use and this and the that and, you know, jewelry, money, bitches, all, 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 all that good stuff, I guess. But um, Meek, I don't know, he, as cer- certain times, yes, he, you know, he, he just rambles. He doesn't really have a concise, you know. Certain times? <laughs> I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt because I listen to Meek's mixtape albums, all that. Um, and my favorite album from from dude is um, what is it? Dreams worth more than money, and that that whole album is is crazy. And when he's actually spitting about you know growing up in uh, in poverty or whatever, like he he could really really spit. I so I enjoy Meek Mills better. Cause I think he has more substance. He's actually, you know, says something at at time that you know future, which is talking primarily about drugs and you know whatever. I, yeah, I I, I, I I can see that he he does have uh, uh-huh. his songs with, with you know more substance, but uh, bro, what's free? That's all I got. That, that, bro, what what's free? I, I can say Jay Z. What you mean, like? <laughs> Yeah, but that was free would have never like future can't construct something like that though. Yeah, you true. I mean, you are right. I'm not knocking out fire that song is. It's a mm-hmm. fire record, but I mean, when you get an assist from Rose and was one of the best rappers alive. It makes it pretty much pretty it makes it way easier to to, to I can see that. put a, put a great verse on that. That's all I'm saying. I, I mean, like, but like I, I, Bro, do, I, I get what you're saying. Though. I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. He flipped a Phil's Collins song, bro. He flipped Ready or Not and killed it. He had, I don't know if you ever heard of Freestyle, the Cream Freestyle. Yeah, I heard. Hard. 
I'm gonna add to my my situation when I, why I pick Future over Meek. Mm-hmm. I think if you want what Meek gives you, I feel like there's there's, mm-hmm. other, there's, there's, there's people who can do it better than him. That's out there. I agree. I agree. And that's why, because I don't think people, I don't think anyone has been able to reek. People have tried to do what Future does, but it just don't hit the same as Future. Like nobody has made a. But there's a, so a many futures out there, though. But, I think, but, like, but, per, like look, look at a young thug. But Future spawned that, though. That's what I'm saying. Like people are, are doing that because Future came in with that style. Because before mm-hmm. he came in, nobody was using auto tune with, with like trap songs. You know, T Pain mm-hmm. was singing, but he wasn't like actually like rapping with the auto tune on his voice and making like. And hit records with it. Future came in and ushered in all them little niggas to uh, to follow him. So that's true. for that. But another thing, mm-hmm, go on. No, I'm just saying for that, I kind of hold him a little bit higher. Okay, but another thing for me, why I hold uh, Meek Mills, I think he's of a dying breed, and what I mean by that is gangster like rappers. There's not too many of them out right now. You think so? There's know. more of a. In comparison to the the, the futures of the world, it's, I don't think yeah, it's yeah, remotely yeah. close. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Because I think what Meek, the type of music Meek does, but Meek is a very diverse type of rapper. He could give you the club hits. He even sometimes give you lady joints, but I uh, I think he's more he's a more well-rounded rapper than um, Future, which kind of leads me to a sub-question. Who do you think is the better artist between the two? Better artist? Yeah. Uh, that's that's a hard one. Mm-hmm. Because I think um Yeah, that's that's, that's kind of a difficult one cuz cuz they both had their runs of like making mixtape after mixtape after mixtape after mixtape, mm-hmm. album after album after album. Um you I, know what's uh, Mills is better just because I think he raps better, mm. and, I, and I, I know what goes into rapping. I, I, like, I think he, I think he's 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 the better rap artist. I, I'll say that. Um, mm. Yeah, it's still a loaded question. I, I, I don't, but I, I'm leaning towards Meek with that one. You know what's the highest rated and most downloaded uh, mixtape in thatpiff.com is? I guess it's Meek. Dream Chasers 2, bro. And yes, Meek. See, I... Did you, hear, did you ever hear of Dream Chasers 2? I, I do, but to me, Meek don't be talking about nothing for me. Like, it's, 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 he talk about the projects, but it's the same story over and over, man. I I, I came up on you niggas, rolling on my wrist, uh, ice <laughs> on my neck. I, I, was on, I used to be on the street, the shooters. It's the same... Like message and content just re-delivered on different beats, and that's why I, I agree. But like, I, I'm like, and there's people who could do that way better, like because like Meek don't even have mm-hmm. like bars in his, in his in his raps. He just be rapping it. There's people who do that mm-hmm. who actually include like some bars in their junk, like uh, like a like a Benny the Butcher, like he he Whew. like like he giving it up in, them, in in them bars. Him, uh, you got guys like mm-hmm. him. I mean, you got like Schoolboy Q who do something similar. And he yep. be giving it up. I in put him in there. So you know, it's just like when, when I see Meek and I think about people like that, I'm like, I would much rather hear them over him. Whereas okay. for me personally, with Future, there's other people who do what Future does, but I'm gonna veer towards Future more than I do them because they don't have the same consistency here as him. 
I actually agree with that because out of all the futures and the future juniors, uh, future the third, fourth, and all of that, the original is, is is my favorite. Like like I told you, Dirty Sprite Two. That really before that I listened to Future, but I wasn't really, you know, that type of music wasn't really for me back then. Yeah. But once he dropped that, bro, oh my lord! Yeah, it, it was, it, no it, was it was a shifter. It was like okay, okay, all right, cool. It was. And uh, what you said about Meek is kind of true about how he pretty much speaks and says the same thing. But a lot of artists do that. Like, perfect example. That's one of the biggest um, things they used to say about 50. All yeah. he talked about was killing, like, shooting and all of that. But that's, that to me, a lot. Look at look at Pusha. He talks about selling dope. and You, you like, do not ever. Don't you dare compare Push to Meek Mill. We not going to do that. Listen, this is not. No, no, this is not a comparison. I'm we just saying like what he raps about. No, no, but, 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 Push, <laughs> but, but like I said, though, uh-huh. Meek don't be putting the bars in that stuff. Because like, I'm cool with you talking about the same things if you switch it mm-hmm. up or you put the bars Me- in your junk. You don't, you okay. don't put them bars together like Push, bro. He, he, I, I, a thousand percent. You know There's saying? no comparison there. There's no comparison. If we're if we're talking about pushing me, bye bye. Uh, there's no comparison. But um, yeah, I was just trying to say like there's a, a lot of artists like man. Perfect example. Future talk about the same thing. But yeah, um, you, yeah, you are so. right. But he give you a different melody though. He That's true. A different melody. True. I just some it's some cheap flip flop. <laughs> Hold up, wait a minute. Okay. Come on now. Y'all thought I was yeah, finished? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a background. I saw him perform that, and the crowd went bananas. So I've never been to a me concert. That's a goal of mine. Yeah, I went to MG, yeah, but I think MG that's concert uh, a while ago. I was signed. Oh, really? Yeah, I was signed to this back in my hometown. I was signed to this DJ, and he got us like front uh-huh. row tickets, and it was just crazy. Fire! And I bet he had the crowd rocking. Like, what? Man, I hope I hope we go back to, because I don't know how they're gonna do concerts in the future. But I hope I really really hope they they come back somehow. Yeah, it's like but hard. yeah, but that, uh, yeah, that was a good topic. But I guess it's just a matter of perception because um, yeah, yeah, I, I so. kind of figured you was gonna go with Future, and I you, it was obvious I was going with me. Yeah, I knew it. So, yeah. I knew it was happening. Mm-hmm. So uh, on, on the on the subject of music, right? Uh, two albums just dropped last week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We gotta talk about them. We gotta talk about them. Yes, we do. Black Thought, Strings of Thought Volume 3, and then we got Benny the Butcher, Burden of Proof. Mm-hmm. So let's let's do Black Thought first. Like, what are your thoughts mm-hmm. on that one? Oh my god. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, you hit me up um, before I actually listened to it. I, I, I knew they were coming out. I knew about them, but I, I didn't listen to them. You hit me up and you were going crazy. And typically, you don't you don't really go crazy about, you know, albums. You'd be like, yeah, you know, Joint was cool and all of that. You were going crazy. And then I, re- I listened to it a, a day or two later, and I understood a thousand percent why, bro. Mm. Black Thought, oh my God, that I, whew, what is it, Stream of Thoughts 3, I yeah. believe it's called? Volume mm, 3, yep. I, yeah, I, I loved it, bro. I. I and I, if I would try to nitpick on this album, I, I wouldn't be able to. Yeah, and, um, you really can't. I, I really can't. Like, there's nothing you can say. Like, his his flow's on point and his features, bro. Like, that that pusher feature, because we were just talking about him. Oh, my God. Bulletproof case like I'm POTUS? <laughs> oh, 
Stop it. <laughs> and yeah, I went. Yeah. So many bars. And I wanted uh, I bet you. And I wanted to, you know, give my top five tracks from that album. Okay. All right. Yeah. So um, I had to go with State Prisoner, bro. Oh. How he started the, like he. <laughs> Bruh. So the, yeah, that, that that's one of mine. And uh, number two was Quiet Trip. Mm, yeah, fire. Mm, fire. And then uh, Stake Em with... Um, Schoolboy? Schoolboy? Jesus. Oh my, yes. That beat, bro. And Schoolboy, I, man, I can't I can't wait till we talk about Future. Uh, I mean, not Future. Uh, Schoolboy later. He he, one of my favorite rappers out. Yeah. And, uh, n- and number four, I had to go with Ghetto Boys and uh, Girls, I believe. Mm-hmm. Okay. And number five is Fuel. Those are my top five joints from the from the album. Boy, um, yeah, and I, I, I love this track. Like I'm gonna be listening to it. Oh, I, I heard it what two, three times already. I'm uh, for the rest of the year. I'll, I'll be bumping this. Oh, what do you sure. think about it? Yeah, um, you already know. Like Black Thought is, is in my god tier MC list, so I had to hop on this mm-hmm. as soon as I saw it. And I love not this album, man. Like I, I love the different sounds that he chose like because he got boom bap boy and he got one of my favorite records yes um which is the nature of the beast it's like an indie dance beat and it's the first Mm -hmm. time i'm really hearing like a rapper go over that and i just love that he bridged the gap with that quiet trip is kind of up that alley too um Mm -hmm. and um quiet trip is fire that's the one's like oh hey yeah i think it's hard uh I just like I said, it's it's a wordsmith album. Like like, like you can listen mm-hmm. to this, you know, months later and be catching new bars. Like State Prisoner. Yes. Like he ends he, the the last bar is talking about so many bars in the State Prisoner, like, and it just goes mm-hmm. into the next record, and it's just like wow, like it's it's, it's amazing, bro. Like uh, I'm I'm gonna do what you said. Uh, top five tracks. So my mm-hmm. uh, these are not in order. So I love Good Morning, Pusha T. And Killer Mike killed it, of course. Um, mm-hmm. I love Magnificent. Um, what else? I love Nature of the Beast. So that's three. I love Stakem with Schoolboy Q. Mm. And but my favorite track on this junk is Thoughts Ver- Thought vs. Everybody. Man. Oh really? That record. Oh, three minutes of just straight rapping. <laughs> like it's. it's my verse is hypnotherapy, cryptocurrency, six five nine, but mm. six four lyrically, like Jesus. That bar and my other favorite one, um something, something, something they hate they be you. If I'm an institution, I would be a walking HBCU. Like what? Mm-hmm. Who rapping like that, man? Like, so that's mm. my favorite album. Like I, I love this album. I've, I've literally played it back to back since it's come out, man. So might be up there on my favorites of the, of the year it, it might be like i don't know if it's number one but it's up there for real oh yeah that that, that goes without saying um well that that wasn't the only album release like you said um and we were just talking about you know him a little bit earlier but uh benny the butcher burden of proof Ooh, what you think about it um it's amazing that two fire albums can come out in the same Yes. It don't make sense. Yeah. Same day. Yes. Yeah. Same day. This album is 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 fire too. 
from start to finish. Mm-hmm. It don't make sense. Like, you know, I, I like Griselda, but one of my things with them is staying with the same producers mm-hmm. kind of made me, you know, it, it kind of makes them just mm-hmm. too comfortable. So with him getting with Hit Boy and giving them this new bop and bounce to this, you know, with this album, mm-hmm. it's a whole different experience, man. Like, uh, <clears throat> uh, spitting, spitting his ass off. I mean, from samples some songs don't even have a hook he's just rapping and i just love that kind of stuff that shows like the hunger but uh my favorite five on here i gotta go timeless featuring lil wayne and big sean lil Lil wayne went off oh my goodness the best verse i heard for him in a while russ said (laughs) i I pop up on your career day and end your career (laughs) 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 like watching a movie with a chick that wouldn't watch a commercial that with you? watch commercials with you. Fire. What? Um, Fire. So, so that's 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 one of them. Um, I love, let me see what is it? I love War Paint featuring, you know, you know, West Side Gun and Conway. Yes, yeah, West Side Gun. Yes. Both brought it. Um, I love uh, Where Would I Go featuring Ross. That beat just, ah. Ross offering up another classic verse. Um, I love Sly Green, mm-hmm. but my favorite on here is Trade It All. Like he was just yeah, dropping some up. some gems. Like he says something like, uh, "Told my fathers take care of your daughters. Mm. Um, they listen, you know, they listen to me because I was fair with my. He's like, I was. He said something something about teaching your kids and." Yeah, he said, he said uh, take care of your daughter. They listen to me because I was fair as a father. And I was like, that is like a gem mm-hmm. to just live by. Mm-hmm. So those are my five. Uh, fantastic album. Beats hard. Ah, man. Well, what you think? Fire. Listen, this week, like this year in, in hip hop was pretty decent. <laughs> this this. <laughs> This week alone woke me up, bro. This is the shit that I was missing. Like, because I remember like early podcasts, I was like, you know, this is a so-so year for music, you know, here and there. But to me, these two albums, one and, one and two for the year, hands down. Ooh, I don't, okay. like one and two, it's not, it's not even remotely close. Oh, wait, 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 wait. And I'm, and, and I'm just, okay, well, I take that back. I take that back. I'll be saying that too much. It is close. Okay, that's but these that. are still one. These are still one and two. I, I, yeah, because yeah. that Royce is still it came out this year. Bro. That's exact. That's exactly why I, I said because I, I had to think. Yeah, he's he's three though. He, he that album is not better than any of these in my opinion. Woo. And um, in my and and I'm gonna stick to that one. Oh, I mean, I now, can't even refute you because you know I you know I love that Royce album, but these two are just like fire too. So I can't even say that. I don't know if it's because um. You know, we, we I just listened to it recently. Maybe you know I'm going crazy, but I, I really mean this. And um, the the reason I like I, we were just talking about gangster rap and Meek Mills and all of that. This is what I mean. Mm. I, th- this is how this is the type of shit. Like I, I grew up on listening to, listening to Fifty yes. Game, all you know, right. all all these. This is he the type of music that some G Unit beats, and I was like, this sound like some Fifty shit right here, bro. Like exactly. I was listening to this. I'm like, yo, this shit. Like like it sound. It took me back to O three listening to Fifty, bro. <laughs> yes. Like a, a thousand percent. And yes, some of the tracks, like you said, trade it all, bro. Sold. I love that tough talk. Like in, and I love the tough talk when they really bout it. Like he said, um. I live that life. Y'all own a gangster on iTunes. Mm. 
Bro, and you know what that means because you know in some like the category they're gonna put it under gangster rap and shit. Yes. Come on, bro. That's tough. Yeah. So that's let me just let me just tell you my top five. And to be honest, I kind of cheated because I did not only have five, bro. I had like six or seven of them bad boys. I mean, and um, album goes, bro. This is, it, it was tough. Traded all was in there for me. Yeah, fire. Famous, bro. Yeah. Famous. Mm-hmm. Six figures. What's that? Uh, mm. Yes. Six the figures, five watches, and a nigga still don't feel famous. Like, he's, uh, what he said, I only famous fit when I when I was selling the the bricks or whatever he yes, says. Only uh, he said having the brick was the only time I felt famous. Like, man, fire. Come All right, he had another line. He had a uh, I can't remember it right now, but he bro when you know how I know this fire. I had to rewind it a few times and be like, damn, what he say? Yeah, it's one of them. And, um, it's one of them. And my favorite joint on this album is probably War Paint, bro. Oh, that's hard. Yeah, that, that one is super it's hard. It's, and my favorite. <laughs> Look, Westside West Side Gun f- is so extra New York. Like, him on the hook. He is, really is, though. Just like the greatest thing ever. <laughs> but I think my favorite verse and favorite feature off the whole album is Conway the Machine, bro. He killed that. Like, verse. what he said. Fire. He said, oh, what Hove said, Yo, you that boy, I get acknowledged by the GOAT. What up, Hove? Some, some shit about oh, I shook um, the hand of Beyonce. That story brought tears to my eyes of my fiance. Because I don't know. But I don't know if it's <laughs> yeah because I'm a, because Shorty a fan. Or does she realize in that moment, moment that I'm, I'm the motherfucking, motherfucking man? man. Oh, come on, bro. Bro, I almost Snap. crashed my car when I heard that. I was like, yo. Tough, bro. Tough. And he had a uh, who? Who, who oh, said this one? It was um. Bro, he, yeah, he, it was Conway again. He, he stepped he on goes, the crack like I'm superstitious. Yes. <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> and dude was like, oh, uh, he goes, when I walk, my my chains make my sounds, my forks used to man. make. Ooh. Bro, this album was laced Holy with shit. these tough. Bro, I love this type of music. I I get down to bro. This, I, I I loved it. And um, oh my God. more tracks. Uh, Legend, fire. Yeah. Legend was fire. Um, oh, did I man. say one way flight? One way flight was dope. Yo, is that the joint? With oh, the, was that the joint with the what's the name on it? Uh, Freddie. Uh, oh, Freddie. Yeah, Freddie Gibbs. Yeah, yeah, I love that song too. But yeah. That, that, that drop in there, it's just like, mm, you know what I mean? Yep. And he, and Freddie at the end with his verse killed it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> I, I made it. Verse. That's the one. I thought we're gonna do the verse with the white girl for everyone. Mister you, Miss Universe. Oh my. Fire. God. Oh. Bro, that's the yeah. And um, thank God I made it is um, is another one. So that's like yeah. six right there. And there's even and even the intro burden burden of proof. Yeah, when that beat drop in there, right? Man, there's not more I can say about the album. Like I love that gritty East Coast gangster shit and then i love when it's from a rapper that actually lived that life bro because you know you can hear it in his voice not you can hear it you can voice. hear it and, and nowadays everybody pretends they want to be the tough guy in the street and all that but when your credentials are, are certified it, it, it hits different yeah for sure yeah so fire yeah. two albums fire yeah like undisputed like i've been literally listening like we don't even have to do the rotation because i've been listening to these two back to back since they dropped literally <laughs> yo exactly all i've been listening to i listen i pop one in it's done play the next one when that's done i played i played it i played the, the, the last one like i'm I just, i've been playing this junk back to back like bro after listening to both of these albums friday i wrote like a hundred bars i was like oh my god 
<laughs> I went on YouTube, found me a beat, and I just like wrote a hundred bars, literally. Cause I'm just like, this is the stuff that like makes me want to pick my pen up and be like, exactly. oh, these niggas out here working. Okay, let me let me let me, let me, let me uh, write something down. And Benny, it, it, he had like that boom bap like beat, but it also had modern day like Hit Boy did his thing on this shit, bro. Yeah, Hip yeah, Hip Boy, yeah, he he destroyed. Yeah, he that, like stick to producing. I know you want to be a rapper and all, Hit Boy, but you know this is your lane. Like yeah. this fire, and, he and um, up. like you even you hit me up earlier, and I told you I was listening to the Black Thoughts album, bro. Like I I I've had this shit on repeat, bro. I I'm, I'm telling you, two albums is fire. Yeah, like it, it it's it, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, bro. So I can't. Mm-mm. So if you had to pick, which one do you think is better? Whoo! That's a million dollar question, bro. It really is. God damn. I I go back and forth, bro. I want to say Black Thoughts because it Black Thoughts almost an easier ride. It you know it's smoother. I I could just play it and relax. But you saw how much trouble I had. I just. Name juice. We're supposed to do a top five, and I gave you like seven from yeah, Benny you, the you Butcher, did. bro. <laughs> you did. So, like that that type of music gets me live. So it's burning the proof, but just barely, bro. Like mm-hmm. I'm talking about by a hair, because um Black, Black Thoughts album was fire too. So, I, but me, like I said, this is the type of music you know I listen to that you know it brings me back to you know the old three fifty era, like the the real gang, gangster rap back time. So. What about you? I'm gonna be honest. For once in my life, I I, I, I can't pick, bro. Like, <laughs> I just can't, man. Like, I, I feel like really? I'm like I mean, disrespectful to the other. I just, because it's like you said, man. Like, Benny album reminds me of like 03, 04, like when I was a G Unit soldier. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, hearing punchlines, hearing like just bars, people rapping. Cause I think mm-hmm. his album, cause to me his album sounds like a mixtape to me, like in a good way. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's just, yeah. it's just hard as hell. It's raw, it's gritty. Whereas Black Thoughts album to me sounds more like it's an album. Like you could tell he had a concept. And yes, that's what. I, yep, that's exactly what I was trying to say. And he had different sounds scattered throughout his album, so it's you know it it, mm-hmm. it, it felt more theatrical. His version, his 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 did, and it's like, I it. I don't know. I mean, like I said, I mean, I'm in both of those shoes, so it's like I can't even pick pick one or the other because they both give me different vibes, man. Like honestly, mm-hmm. and I'm not like that. I'm not a dude that's like ties, like. But it's just. No, I could I could respect that because um, like you asked me, I had to really, really, really think about it, and, I, and when I tell you, when I give it just by a smidge better, just like by a hair, bro, like. These two are two phenomenal albums, bro. And like these artists, they they did their things. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, man. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Yeah. So like, sh- should we even do what's on our rotation or what you were listening to? No, we shouldn't. Cause like I said, I'm, I'm I already told you. Like I've been listening to both these albums back to back since Friday. So and I literally haven't no. listened to anything else but these two albums. Yeah, well, I listen to a lot of music, but it's just nothing that compared to this. So, I, you know, I'll I just say that for next time we do what we <laughs> what's on the rotation. Hold on, so, but, um, so you listen to other stuff mm-hmm. that didn't compare? Oh, yeah. I, I think I listened to, what, five, six albums in the past two weeks? Bro, I, listen, I got I had a lot of downtime to listen to stuff. 
you know it's funny you're right because we we hadn't done a podcast in a while and it's funny. yeah it's been a little over a week a little over two weeks yeah and it's like i have been listening to stuff but when these two came albums came out it just wiped the memory clean of what i was listening to <laughs> i don't remember what i was hearing before then so i don't uh yeah so it's not even worth managing mentioning what i was listening to because it's, <laughs> it's gonna take the vibe down bro like tr- trust me all right but, but um well what we can do though is talk about what um you know what what we watched lately. Okay. Yeah. So what 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 have you watched recently? Man, I'm on my Halloween kick, 100% hardcore, <laughs> man. Like, like I said last time, you know, I watch horror movies all year round. Horror is my favorite genre. Mm-hmm. So for me, October is strictly like Halloween oriented horror movies. Like that's all I'm watching. Okay. So I watched uh, between the last time we talked. I watched Halloween 2018. I watched Halloween H2O. I watched Halloween 2007. I watched Hell House one through three. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, what else did I watch? I watched this real dope movie on um, Shutter called the, the Mortuary Collection. The Mortuary Collection. I never heard of that. It's Shutter exclusive, so that's why anyway, it just hit Shutter like. What is Shutter? Because I because I'm hearing people. I heard you talk about it. And I heard other people talk about it. What is that? Literally just 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 a, a, like a, a streaming app like Netflix, but all they have on there is horror movies, and horror related stuff. Do you have, do you have to pay for it? Yeah, it's like six bucks a month. Oh, that's not bad. But, and is it worth it though? For sure, for me. Like I, I think if you like a horror fan, like for real, for real, like mm-hmm. like me, like you watch it year round, it's definitely mm-hmm. worth the money because everything on there is quality. So. Oh, okay. I was like, I'll pay, six, I'll pay a little six bucks a month, ain't nothing. But um, yeah, that's what I've been watching. What, what you what you been watching? Though? Yeah, I've been to uh, pretty much. It's probably the first year I'll say that I like October. Like I really, really, really focus on watching horror, horror for like the whole month. Because normally, like I'll you out here and there in October, I watch and I'll definitely make sure I watch on you know Halloween itself. I never really took the whole month to you know celebrate you know the horror genre or, or whatever but this year i did that and I, i've been watching nothing but horror films i've seen um the uninvited oh yeah i don't know if you're familiar with that yeah i seen that it, it, it's a good little joint at first i thought it was extremely predictable i'm like oh yeah i know where that's going in and they completely hit me with an uppercut towards the end yeah when that they, they got me yeah I, and normally i see these twists coming i didn't i didn't see it coming but um i saw damn we we're just talking about James Wan, um, the, sequ- uh, the sequel. Yes, Insidious Two. I saw that. Mm, yeah. yeah. Good film, but it doesn't live up to the original, man. Yeah, remember I told you I said it's not. It wasn't. It, it, ain't, it ain't. Yeah. Good, but it ain't the original. It's not the original. It's. I did not find like the original was literally like it, it made me. It, I had felt a little uneasy with some of the imagery and all of that. This one, it was you know, it wasn't that scary to me. It was, it was a good film, but you know. It's no comparison. Yeah, I agree. And also, you know, I was waiting for this all year long when I heard it was coming out. The Haunting of Bly Mansion. I watched it. You watched it? I did. Did you watch it? Nah, I didn't. Are you going to watch it? I don't think so. <laughs> why, why, why not? Because I've, I've, I've just heard everybody talk about it. And with the pe- things that people have said, I'm like, no, I'm not about to watch that. Like, I've just heard that... Um, 
it's not really that scary and it's more of like a gothic mm. romance and you know it, it has suspense mm. here and there and it's more just eerie and atmosphere building than it is scary and i'm mm. like no, i'm not better waste my time so you did watch it then in, in other words because <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what i was about to say bro <laughs> man like um the did you see the haunting the hill house the original yes i did i i, I thought it was like the best horror show ever created and then people and that's what no point of me when people said mm-hmm. that about this one i was like Huh? Bro, no comparison to it at all. And honestly, I believe there's nine episodes for this show. And it didn't, honestly, it did not get going until episode five. Yeah, I'm not watching it. When I'm telling you it's a, and I'm not even overreacting. When I tell you it's a slow burn, bro, to the point I almost turned it off. I'm like, man, what's going on? But episode five, when it hits you, it starts, it's, you know, it starts rolling and everything starts making sense, but it's still not scary. Yes. Now, one time was I frightened or scared. It's just more like you said, a gothic romantic. It It's a good story, but it, it does not live up to the predecessor. So yeah, and that's, I'm like, that's, I'm not, that's my thought. Yeah, I'm not about to watch that. Like I'm, I'm watching it for horror because yeah. it's the, the first one. Yeah. So, no- so I was a little let down. It's So, you know, that's, that's my thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, that's a no for me. So that's a, that's a battle you watched though. Yeah, uh, those three. No, there's other stuff I watch. Oh yeah, I watched a bunch of Friday the Thirteenth films, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, okay. and um, oh yeah, I watched a bunch of um Amazon uh little horrors. They had the Black Box, I believe it's called. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. It's yeah, I think it's called the Black Box. I saw one called Not. Is it Nocturnal? the nocturnals or something like that i saw the lie i'm telling you man i've been watching a lot of um horror flicks okay you um, know the black box that's it, a nice little twist to it it's more it, it has some horror aspects but it's more a little you know thriller evolved into it so you know i i, I recommend that to you but the lie not really don't <laughs> don't waste your time <laughs> so yeah that and it has um the lady that played Mrs. Hustable, so you know whenever she pops up, I always be like, oh look who it is. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, Phyllis. Yeah. yeah. So those are that's pretty much what I watch. Um, I just stick to the horror theme. Yeah. And I'm probably gonna ramp it up some. You know, Halloween's coming up soon, so I'm definitely gonna ramp up the horror some more. Oh yeah, I'll be watching them daily. Like if it weren't for this podcast, I'd be watching one right now. Mm-hmm. So, well, speaking of podcasts, you know, we've been going on for close to two hours, and I think that's pretty much it for uh, episode seven of the film wrap up. Yes, sir. And uh, yeah, man. So, once again, uh, stay safe. Continue wearing your mask, because yeah, please, because um, my wife's coworker just recently got COVID, so ah, it's not go- exactly. It's not going anywhere, and there's people I know personally that got cold. Like, it's, it's c- continue to wear your mask no matter what anybody says, how it's a hoax or or whatever. Mask Just up. you know, stay safe. Pretty, yeah, exactly. Protect yourself. So, anything you got to say? Nah, like I just thank all the listeners who've been listening since episode one. Uh, continue to listen. We appreciate it. Everybody, even mm-hmm. if you just check in and listen for like ten minutes, we appreciate it, man. So. 
again, stay safe out there. And um, that's it for me. Yeah, that's for sure. And um, if you haven't watched his Halloween short, it's on YouTube. Make sure you watch it. It's worth the watch. And um, you can find me on all platforms simply at Film Fiends. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Yeah, you, you can find me there. Where can I find you? Yes, sir. Like you said, uh, I got a short film out called Choices of Halloween. You can find it on YouTube. Uh, the Rap Nerd. The Rap Nerd. Rap Nerd is one word. You can find me everywhere. Um, so, um, you know, Instagram, Twitter, The Rap Nerd 88, YouTube. Type it in, you'll find me. Um, so, mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, sir. And that's the closing for episode seven. Everybody have a good one. And yes, sir. Until we see you later. Peace. Peace. Wrap up. They want to know, we tell them once and they still ask us But the people are thirsty for knowledge and we gotta fill that cup We never chill, ask them, when they come to film raps, bruh We keep it real, that's yeah. us It don't matter whether early or late, we still make the scoop Even though we on digital, we keep it real, they shoot Bro, we ill with it too, so you know the deal with the truth we know this field isn't cute, but we got them social skills like the troops. We had discussions about each of the stars. Our opinion makes us leave you in awe. We may talk about the box office numbers and see which movie really beat up the charts. Drama filled, genre films, boom bap down the track rap. Treat the door like a snack pack. We in our bag like a knapsack. Film fiend and the rap nerd. We mean our exact words. Can't forget about the comic side. Guaranteed to make the comics rise. Shout out to all of the listeners. Showing love to my guy and I. We just been doing our job for sure. Putting in work like a nine to five. This is the film rap. They want to know, we tell them once and they still ask us The people are thirsty for knowledge and we gotta fill that cup We never chill, ask them When they come to film raps, bruh We keep it real, that's us This is the film wrap-up They want to know, we tell them once and they still ask us The people are thirsty for knowledge and we gotta fill that cup We never chill, ask them When they come to film raps, bruh We keep it real, that's us